Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline. This is your Wednesday live cast on Twitch. For all of you joining us on Twitch, thank you so much. If you can't, you can catch our podcast on all of the via, via the various podcast downloading Ooh. things. Did I get that one? You you nailed that one. Thank right? you. Or yeah. you can watch us on YouTube. And for those of you listening to the podcast, thank you so much. You can always check us out on YouTube too because there is a visual component to Whoa. the show. See our lovely faces. Yeah, and pictures. There's pretty pictures. And dad bods. And uh, well, yes, the dad bod is in effect. <laughs> the beard is gone. Yes, I'm sorry, everybody. It's been replaced with... What do they call that? The Hogan. The Hogan. It's <laughs> not a handlebar mustache, I, I admit. I admit. But uh, it is, it's called like a horseshoe mustache or the Hogan. Ooh. After the Hulkster. There you go. And of course, I am your host, Reese, with me as always, or as sometimes, as usually, the Frankster. Ooh. New nickname. Frankie Fast TM. Hands. Fast Hands. <laughs> Let's remember that from Always Sunny, yeah. Philadelphia. Like, they used to call me Frankie Fast Hands. Like, no, they didn't. <laughs> no. He's like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Uh, and the show brought to you by the Frontline Gaming Podcast Network. There's all kinds of fun shows on the network. And that's brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org. Boom. Bam. New intro. Didn't quite nail it. But it was pretty good, <laughs> I thought. It's in the works. Uh, and then Frontline the Gaming, you can get uh, tabletop gaming goodies at a discount. Cool stuff like gaming mats. Um, all kinds of stuff. That's pretty right. fun. Well, well, well rounded. Got it. That's what it says on my Tinder profile. Well-rounded. Well-rounded gaming store. <laughs> it doesn't work very well. <laughs> it's like drag racing in a Prius. I don't win very much. I don't win much. <laughs> uh, all right. We've got a lot of news to talk about, so we're going to go ahead and jump right in. Uh, this week's pre-order from Games Workshop is the General's Handbook 2020, <gasps> which is an essential item for Age of Sigmar players. Gives you updated points, missions, rules, all kinds of stuff. Uh, you pretty much have to buy it if you're playing the game. Yeah. So consider picking it up, uh, it up from us. Yes, I said that. At a discount. Yep. I was like, did I get that backwards? No, you got it. Thanks. I got you. Thank you. Thank you, Boo. I'll finish your sentences for you. That's how that's that's the kind <laughs> that's of connection that we have at this point in time. Uh, and you can get that at a discount with free shipping options. And there's also a couple of Blood Bowl teams, yeah. a new Black Library book, and all kinds of fun stuff. The Notice, Black Library look, book looks really awesome. Yes, it does. Yeah. looks so awesome, I can't remember what it's called. It's called, uh, si- I don't know. <laughs> it starts with an S. Thank you. Know. Thank you. <laughs> Novasar says you can ride a Reese with no handlebars, no handlebars, no handlebars. Yeah, it's a song, I think. Mustache rides? Uh, uh, no? <laughs> Not that kind of podcast. No. All right. In the web cart, we also added uh, something new. We've been uh, expanding our board game selection, which is easy because it was zero before. And now we have two board games. Whoa, magic. Uh, we had uh, uh, Gloomhaven yeah. and the expansion. And we're going to be adding in the new expansion when that come, becomes available. And then we also added in uh, Catan, otherwise known as Settlers of Catan. Is with, it pronounced Catan or is it Satan like you were trying to say right there? No, it's Dang. Catan. Oh, come on. I don't think it's Settlers of Satan. That would be great. <laughs> uh, so for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, Catan is a world-renowned board game it's super fun it's family friendly we have it and quite a few of its expansions so if you want to pick it up at a discounted price please do so uh Catan is one of my favorite board games uh, absolutely great great game it's also a really good kind of like gateway game to get to, started yeah to get people kind of uh introduced into the world of tabletop 
gaming. So if you want to grab one, please do. GW revealed some amazing new 30k Space Marine vehicles that are on the way from Forge World. Yeah. They'll be coming out in the new uh, book. It's called like the Road to Thramus or something like that. And this one features uh, Dark Angels versus Night Lords. Some of these vehicles are wild, man. They're really cool. Um, the new new one is Ooh, on the yeah, yeah. Um, what is that? The the Sikarin chassis. And is that the Sikarin? No, that looks like a Land Raider chassis. No, it's a, oh, you, that maybe a, you're right. That's a Land Raider. That, that might be a Land Raider. You're right. I would love to be a Forge World like model designer because they just take models that are already designed and like add like a cool gun on it. Like yo dog. You're like look at that. Yeah. I'm done. You're like, wow. I heard you like really Volkite blasters on your Land Raiders. <laughs> Here you go. And missile launchers on the side, because why not? Yeah, I like the missile launchers because they look like tow missiles. Like, yeah, they do look pretty cool. They look pretty awesome. Yeah. The rules probably suck, yeah. but they, they look really good. It's an awesome variation, and uh, you would actually see Land Raiders on the table, I think, with these guns. So Maybe. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> well, the new rules in 8th or 9th edition are actually going to be you know, much more viable. They can shoot things. Yeah. See, I think it is a land raider, but it does. It looks like a Sikarin, though. It looks like a Sikarin from the front, but when you look at it from the side, it's definitely a land raider chassis. Is it? Yeah, 100%. Come on, chat. I don't know. It is. Oh, whatever. It looks cool no matter what. And then it has a multi-melta on the sponsor on the top, pintail yeah. mounted. Pew, pew. All right, we're also doing something new. We're having a flash sale on one of our most popular FLG mats, Grasslands 2. So it's up for a sale at 25% uh, off MSRP, a really aggressive uh, sale price. It's going to be for a very limited amount of time. So if you want to grab a Grasslands 2 mat, please do so quickly because it's not going to be up for sale for long. Grasslands 2, it's like Grasslands 1, but like grassier. Part 2. Oh. All right. And it's also, if you haven't been paying attention to Facebook lately, we have been running a contest where you can win a Catachan Colonel fully painted to your specification from the FLG Paint Studio. Might be the coolest giveaway in the history of the universe. Ooh. So you, you can get right. your Carl Weathers guy painted up the way you like from the FLG Paint Studio. All you have to do is like our Facebook page. It's Boom. that simple. Uh, and Easy. if you've already liked the Facebook page, no worries. Um, but if you haven't yet, go do so. The links are in the show notes or just look us up on Facebook. And then at the end of the week, we're going to announce the winner of the contest. So it's a Catachan Colonel, hard to get, super cool model. Yep. Um, it actually has an alternate head too. I didn't even know this. Oh, I didn't really? know that it has a different, totally. Huh, it's like a that. dude with a mohawk, oh. which is cool too. That's pretty cool. Um, and you can pick that up or you get it for free, excuse me, and then have it painted however you want. The paint job's also free. All you have to do is like our Facebook It's page. not free. You got to like us. Ha! It takes a couple clicks. Take that. All right. In the chat, JTW Geek says, it's a Land Raider noobs. Got it. I can see it. It's and then there's somebody else that's saying it's smaller than a rhino. So Ooh, chat's confused. Mini Raider. It's a mini Raider. So yeah, jump in there, participate in the contest. Get a free Catachan Colonel painted, eBay Pro painted. Ooh, there you go. Almost as good. One day. By finger paint. One day. So a pretty cool contest. All right. LVO 2021 tickets are up for sale. Woo! Hype train. Pretty cool. And of course, 
going to be excited to see everybody there. Uh, the tickets have been selling really strongly. Some events are already sold out. A lot of the packages are already sold out. So if you did want to get a ticket, uh, please do so. We did want to take a moment to talk about the most obvious, um, uh, the, the grill in the corner of the room when it comes to any kind of event is how does this uh, interact with COVID? And uh, the short answer is we don't know what the situation is going to be like in right. eight months when we're at the LVO. Uh, we're hope Obviously, we're hoping that it's not an issue anymore, but nobody knows. Uh, we are contractually obligated to run the LVO through 2023. So for some people who might be going like, why are you guys even doing this? Well, we don't, we don't have a choice. Um, we hope and, and believe it'll be all good to go at that point in time, but we have no idea yep. what the situation is going to be. And again, as we're contractually obligated to do it, we're going to. And if a point comes when we are told that uh, we can't do it, obviously we're going to comply. And whatever the current health and safety guidelines are at that time, we are happily going to comply with, right? If there's distancing or if you, you have to wear a mask or whatever the case may be, we don't know. Yep. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing that. So we're going to take every precaution to keep everybody safe. And we've also put in place a very robust uh, COVID response policy into the LVO. You can go check it out on the refund policy, but we'll cover it here just so that everybody, we want to be as transparent as possible. So normally we don't allow refunds within 90 days of the event. The reason why is because we've spent all the money, uh, pretty much all the money at that point. Yep. Um, in the instance that we are told by health and safety officials that we can't do it, um, we will give anyone who's already bought a ticket, even if it's two weeks before the event, obviously we'll make the call way before that if at all possible. Um, but even if it's you know really close to the event, uh, everyone will have an option. They can either get a 90% refund. Uh, we are keeping a 10% service fee. That's That has nothing to do with COVID. That's just uh, our policy going forward. It's very common uh, because there's a lot of labor involved and a lot of the money gets spent. So we need to hang on to some of it. You can use 100% of it as uh, credit in the FLG web card. So it's cool. It's like you bought something and you get all the money. You can apply 100% of it towards the LVO 2022. So yeah. if you just want to put it towards the future, you can do that. Or if you're feeling really generous and um, with our sincere gratitude, you can consider a donation to the cause because no matter what, we're going to be, there's a lot of money that we're going to be spending that we do not get back no matter what. So yeah, just like all the other cons that were canceled and such, uh, basically you have the same options with us, um, except for that you can use it as store credit, which is really cool. Or yeah. you can use it towards like next year, all that stuff. Yeah. So like Ori said, like you can get cash back with a 10% service fee, right? Yep. So if you had an $80 ticket, you get $72 back. And that's because there's a lot of the money that we just don't get back. Yeah. So we're trying to protect us, protect you. We want everybody to be able to buy a ticket with confidence, knowing that no matter what happens, that money will be able to be used for something that you want it to be used for. Yep. So hopefully everybody can. Uh, hopefully the event goes off. That's yeah. what we're hoping for. And hopefully you can. Because it'd be great to see everybody. As yeah, well. indeed. <laughs> it's been a indeed. long time. So. Yeah, no kidding, right? It would it'd be, be so almost a fun. year without seeing everybody, which would be yeah. horrible. But yeah. got to stay safe, so. So hopefully that allows everybody to feel confident that they can just go ahead and get a ticket now before things sell out. And then no matter what happens, you're protected. Yep. So hope to see everybody at the LVO 2021. That'd be great. Let's go Fauci, get it together, get a stupid vaccine. Let's just get this over with so we can go back oh. to life. Uh, GW previewed a lot of new models for uh, ninth edition. These aren't necessarily in the Indominus box set, but they're just giving us kind of a taste of what to expect. 
And frankly, they're astounding. Yeah. Um, the first one is this red Tech Marine. Super duper cool. Primaris Tech Marine race. So, Frankie, it looks first like he's holding... First of his kind. Yeah, indeed. That's a good point. He looks like he's holding a grab pistol, and then he has, what, a heavy bolter? Yeah, it's a heavy bolter. For sure. That is... Pretty... I don't know if that's a grab pistol, though. It might be. Or it might be one of those new weapons from 30K. It looks baller, yeah. as can be. His robot arm is sick. Yeah. It's, so it's like the Tech Marine that we know and love, but just like spiced up, primary style. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Uh, the next one this is... This thing is ridiculous. Amazing. The Silent King yeah. for Necrons. So cool. <laughs> like, you know what? The first thing I thought of when I saw oh, this man. was, wow, that looks just like the guy from the Ozark Bone Reapers. Like, it's a similar kind of like... Uh, composition yeah where it's like a mini diorama almost yep but um that's fine because that's a gorgeous model it's just like the guy from uh 300 yeah it's xerxes uh xerxes 100 percent. it is kind of that <laughs> that actually does and that is that would be an appropriate yes exactly you know, and he's got his two little cryptic buddies and these little flying things we don't know what do though yet those um, block bullets reese those they, are shields they probably have some cool effect like they form a triangle and protect i don't know who knows Ooh. I'm, yeah, I don't know what he does. We'll they, they form a Power Rangers uh, Zorg or whatever they're called. Ooh, is it a train version? There you Choo-choo. go. Those are his arms. I like the Satan that's just like getting wrecked in the... Or is he making a Satan? He doesn't... His facial expression doesn't look like he doesn't he's look like he's fun. enjoying it. No, yeah. not, not at all. But yeah, this model is amazing. I can't wait to see some of these painted up and on the tables. Aether in the chat says, Frankie, it might be a Land Raider. Oh, it it's could a, be. It's based on a Land Raider. It could be. There you go. Uh, yeah, Novasar is excited about the chapel on the bike, and we will get to that because it's pretty cool. Uh, but the next model is the one that I was just blown. My hair was this blown back. so cool. Uh, it blew my beard off my face. What? Uh, this is the Void Dragon. It's a new Satan, and this is one of the coolest models I've ever seen in my life. Like, the technical, like, it's, in, it's ridiculous, right? Like, part of him is, like, digitized. And then you can see inside of him, and he has like a glowing heart, and his face is hollow. Uh, the it's technology really cool. involved is insane. His tail is amazing too. And he's floating on like energy that's like pulling up the ground. It just it's astounding, astounding <laughs> model. Like in real life, this must look amazing. It, it reminds me of the Celestine Prime. Yeah, but cooler. But cooler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like it. This is a the, people are going to start a Necron army just for this model. Yeah. It's so, so awesome. Just, I love so it. So amazing. A, a lot less complex, but equally cool model is the new Chaplin on a Primaris bike. Yep. And the video that they made for it is super funny. Yeah. Like, it's really good. It was like, it was like a car commercial and they're like, <laughs> zero safety features. Like, yeah. What are you talking about? He's got a book there. It's basically like an airbag. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. It's a safety yeah. feature. It's really, it's really, really funny. And it was like yeah. high-speed zealotry. I was like, well done. So cool. Well done, GW. So here's a taste of some of the models to come. They're absolutely fantastic. I love them. Yeah. And can't wait to see them on the table. All right. So then GW released the full core rules for Warhammer 40,000 9th edition. Uh, we wanted to take a chance. We're not going to go over the whole thing. It's too much information. But we wanted to just have a little chat. Ooh. With everybody in chat. A little chit-chat. So first off in chat, what do you like? What were the, some of the changes that you saw that you think are great? And then also, what are some of the changes that you're not a fan of in the new ninth edition Warhammer 40,000? 
Nicely done. Thanks. Felt like I was watching a video. It's good. All right. Someone starting a question with Reese, my lovely man, which means it's going to be a weird question. Oh, gosh. <laughs> with youth and vigor. <laughs> how would you use a Wraith Knight in ninth? I'm worried for the big guy. Um, Run up the table and smash stuff, just like an eight. Yeah, I mean, uh. it's uh, – you okay, we haven't seen the points changes yet in full. full so uh, yeah. one would assume that his points are prob- hopefully going to be more appropriate, which is going to make it more appealing. Um, and much like with knights – uh, it's going to be different in the way that you use these models because having a, mix, a mixed attachment, basically getting a super heavy into your list is going to come with attacks. Yeah. So in some people's opinion, it might be less appealing. But comparatively, um, now with the ability to do all this cool stuff, shooting a combat and all this stuff, I think they're better. Um, just it really yeah. it depends. It depends on, on your personal perspective. Um, I think a lot of it's going to come down to points cost. And you're gonna have to wait till you see like the like the full shebang with um, all of the detachments. I think they're in the core rules though, right? That we got that. Uh, can't remember. Can't remember if they're in there or not. Because really, the, the 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 tricky part is getting them into your list. Yeah. And that's going to come down to whether you're willing to give up um, the CP for it or not. That's not in there. This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges, so you never have to think about ink. Save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash Spotify. So I know that's not, I didn't really answer your question. I apologize. But uh, how would I use it if you want to use it? I think it's going to be more appealing than it was. You just got to be willing to, to pay the price for it. Yeah. Uh, Asmodeis is saying that he likes the morale changes. Yeah, the morale changes are uh, definitely interesting, uh, especially for an army like Night Lords. So it'll help him out a lot. Yeah. Do a lot more damage. Um, it'll play a bigger part in the game than it did in 8, which would be nice. And one of the big changes, uh, Abuse Puppy just wrote an excellent article on FrontlineGaming.org. You can go check it out. Uh, but he's talking about some of the subtle changes to just the command reroll um the strategy lets you reroll a single die. It's v- very different in ninth than it was in eighth. Yeah, uh, you can't use it to reroll morale, for example. And so, like we were talking about last week, when we were saying morale is going to come up more often, but it's not as devastating. It's stuff like this now that we're starting to see the the bigger picture. Um, it's morale is going to be more prevalent, yeah. right? Like, it's not as easy to avoid it as it was, but it doesn't hurt you as much as it did. Yeah. So. That's going to come into play. That makes things like the Night Lords more appealing. It makes things that give you a morale buff more appealing. And there might be some changes there to to units that you're used to doing something with morale that might be different now. Um, so in our experience, it, it comes up more frequently. Yeah. Um, let's see. But I, I do. I like the changes too. Uh, it makes, as you've seen in Ninth, uh, MSU is definitely the way to go. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I don't like with morale is how many dice you roll. You roll a lot of dice. You can if you have a bigger unit, but yeah. I, I honestly don't think people are going to take bigger than 10-man units anymore yeah. unless you're doing Thank something you. really specific. Yep. Yeah. 
like you have a unit that comes out of reserves and then you buff them and then they go into combat reliably, then yeah, like I could see it. Otherwise, running up 30-man units on the table is going to be very challenging to yeah. do in this edition. Diabolical Prankster says, the secondaries are awesome, really easy to build an army to ensure that your opponent can't get max points. I'm glad you brought that up. One of the Boom. biggest changes uh, with the missions that we uh, are in the main rulebook versus ITC or Nova or whatever, Adepticon, maxing the secondaries is really difficult to do. Yep. But that's on purpose because a lot of people have been asking us, hey, am I reading this wrong? Or is it like almost impossible to max your secondaries? Yeah, you're right. It, it's made on purpose so that you don't do that. But the range of points that you can get is huge. Uh, let's make sure that they revealed some of this. Yeah, they did. So you can get up to 100 points, right? And then the big one that caused controversy is that 10 of those points come from painting your army to a battle-ready standard. Boom. So yeah, like GW really strongly felt that that's a, a core part of the hobby. I tend to agree. However, if you're running an event, you can simply say, we don't use those 10 points. Yeah, you definitely could. I mean, you can do whatever you want, really. Um, but in the GW missions, yes, you get 10 points for painting army. It was already like a mandatory for LVO and BAO and such. Our, our standard was stuff. way higher. Yeah. Like their battle-ready standard is like three colors. Like ours was way more strict. Yeah. And we're not we're not lowering the bar for our own events. Now you just literally get mission points for being battle-ready. Yeah. So and like I was telling in the ITCTO group, like I was telling people, if you want your event to be taken at all seriously and you're a GT or bigger event, you should have already been requiring people to have fully painted armies. Yeah, it's just one of those things. It's when you're at an event, especially as a player, you don't want to play against an army that's gray or no. just primed black or bare minimums done like three dots of color. Like it's it's getting to a point where you just need to have your army painted. Yeah. Like paint it or have somebody else paint it. Like just get it done. Yeah, FLGpaintstudio.com. There baby. it is. Boom. Um like an RTT or a league, no big deal. Yeah. Like, no big deal. Don't require sure. a painting if you don't want to. Um, but at a GT or level, bigger level event, if you want your event to not be a little bit of a, a joke, to be blunt, the terrain needs to be painted and the armies need to be painted. Right? Now, if you're in an area where you're just getting a community, it's new, and you're building up steam, and, oh, exciting, you hit a GT, but a lot of people haven't painted their armies yet, well, you do what makes sense for your local area, yeah. right? That The thing is, like, we've done that in the past, too. Of course. When you're trying to build up. But again, like, if you really, if you want, if you want your event to be something special, you got to raise the bar. And, uh, and, and GW is showing us that they think that, too. Um, and it's a core part of getting points. So that's a big, that's a bit of an yeah. adjustment. But a lot of tournaments are already headed that direction. So I don't think it's out of the blue or anything like that. I think people are fine with it, so. Yeah. All right, let's see some other questions. Glassman, this is a good one. What's your opinion on alternating unit uh, deployment? Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> there are going to be some differences between uh, ITC, for those of you who are used to playing it, and the new missions. Um, that might, you might feel that it's taking a step back or, or laterally, or you may not like it or whatever, and there's going to be some that people think are great and that they love. Um, you have to understand that the, they're different. The missions are different. Yeah. Um, and some of the things like alternating unit activate, uh, deployment, 
it is what it is. Um, yeah. You know, the, the missions, GW wrote the missions the way that they wanted them to be. And um, Glassman's point is that while well, we saw Raven Guard winning an insanely high win percentage with that type of uh, deployment, something we're going to have to adjust to until such a time as we get new missions or these missions get changed. Yeah, but the, the game's different, right? The missions yep. are changing, so the way you score points is different. Uh, models are going up in price. Uh, command points are different. Like, it's a completely different game. So you have to wait and see what armies really excel at this, um, where you can make changes in your own list to combat against the armies that are maybe better at it than you. So yeah. just wait and see. It's a different game. You can't look at it like 8 because it's not. It's way different. Uh, Aether playtester said they've tested all the all the new codexes at the same time. Uh, well, you said that. Yeah, that's, they're not all even made yet, so that's not possible. Um, I think what, I don't know where you got that information. I think they were saying they play tested everything current at the same time, which is accurate. Yeah. Um, and we can't talk about any upcoming codexes unless they're revealed by GW. I guess we can say which ones we like. I really like the orc one, uh, but you know, obviously. Just because you have a massive orc army. I like orcs. Yeah, right. But, um, Frankie, which codex did, do you like? I mean, I, there's no problem saying that or preference <laughs> for stuff. I mean, I like, I don't know. I really like the new Necrons. So yeah, that's Necrons a good one. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, Aether, I don't know where you're getting that information, but, um, yeah, that, yeah, they don't, that's not, that's not accurate. Maybe just a, mis a miscommunication. No big deal. All right. Goblins. What do you think of the fly change? Yeah, that's one of the bigger changes in ninth edition. Uh, I enjoyed using my Riptides and Crisis to play around the middle. Of course you enjoyed using your Riptides <laughs> and Crisis suits. <laughs> You're like, haha, you can't hold me in combat and you can't stop me from shooting. Yeah. Of course you like that. <laughs> um, but he's worried that Tau will play more of like a castle now. Um, uh, yeah, that's true, definitely. they will. I mean, um, I think most army, most shooty armies will now. I mean, it's just it's the way it is, but... You have to see how the terrain really impacts your army going forward as well. So, Yeah, um, I think in general the change to fly is a really positive change because it was way too powerful in my opinion, right? Because any vehicle or whatever, anything that had the fly keyword, you couldn't stop them from shooting. For a shooting unit, it's hyper powerful. The fact that you couldn't hold anything with the fly keyword in combat or stop them from shooting was way too good in my opinion. Plus it lets you move over other things and... It was, the, it was probably the strongest keyword. That sure. and character were the yeah. two most powerful. So then it made, like especially like vehicles or monsters or whatever that didn't have the fly keyword, it made them comparatively so much worse that you just didn't see them. Yeah. Right? So this is an effort to try and level the playing field. It's still extremely good, but it's not nearly as good as it was. So for a, for a Tau player specifically, that's a, that's a big change. Definitely, yeah. It yeah. changes the entire way your army plays. But again, it's a new edition, new game, so just be ready to play differently anyways. Yeah. Uh, Zircon Spartan says he loves the command reroll change. Yep. It's a, uh, uh, I think it's better for the game, right? And look at the other part of it is that you can't reroll one of the die if you're rolling two, like with a charge. Yeah. You have to reroll the whole thing. Um, it, it, it's pros and cons to that one. You know, it's... It gives you less control over what's happening. Um, and there's good and bad things to that. Yeah. Uh, let me see. The chair is so impactful. Uh, Bladewing, do you think Gaze of Fate will be more valuable with the change to the CP reroll? I don't even remember what Gaze of Fate does. That's gives you re a reroll. A reroll of one die. Oh, yeah. Then obviously it's going to be better, right? Like, yeah. That's going to be a super good power now. Uh, Axis of Entropy said he played a game on Monday. 
Opponent's Land Raider exploded and won me the game because you couldn't reroll the explode. That's the other one. That's the part of it I don't necessarily love. Yeah. Because I lost a game at the LGT because um, the, the one of the I think the only game no I lost two games that was one of the two anyway. My um, uh, repulsor exploded, killed four characters and a Devastator squad. Yeah. I I, I don't like the explosion. I am not a big period. fan of exploding vehicles. So. They create funny moments. Yeah. But they lose you the game on random chance. Yep. And it's just, and some units explode and some don't. I've I've had multiple games where two exploding vehicles have killed more than half my army. So it's, it's not fun. It's just not. It's not something that's really enjoyable. Like I think maybe for like narrative play or something like that, when something explodes, it's funny. You yeah. kind of form your narrative around it. It's more fun. But um, when you're playing like competitively, um, it's just I don't know. I don't really like exploding vehicles. <laughs> yeah, so. I've never liked it. It just swings the game way too much. Yeah. On something that you don't have control over, and now you have zero. It's six times as likely to occur now. Yeah. So it's like, uh, especially if you're taking a bunch of MSU units, they're just going to get va vaporized. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, I don't. I personally don't like that one. Um, but again, it is it's what there. it is. We yeah. gotta use uh, gaze of fate. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Peachin one two six. Do you think the Dark Elder raiding party is now useless? Such so a paying two CP per patrol detachment, didn't? I mean, it was pretty much. Yeah, you didn't use it in ITC no, anyway. No, because so. now you can do it, and you get, you don't, you, you're at full CP. That's the one where you take three patrols. Uh, yeah, I think so. I yeah, think they covered that in the Drukari faction focus article, where you can play it now, and you start with the same amount of CP as you want. So not only is it not useless, I think it's one of the cooler detachments because you can take three different detachments without a penalty. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be the the almost. That's going to be one of the more common ways you play. Yeah, you get more of an incentive to play. Yeah, in that way. So, so yeah, Pichan, go check out that article and it explains it in uh, in detail. Yeah, uh, Glarg, I really don't like the idea of going back to alternate deployment. Uh, yeah. He thinks it's a major step back. Again, yeah. it's a it's a different game, so you have to see how it plays. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I've always liked the you deploy then your opponent deploys. Uh, especially back in like fifth, because it allowed you to like counter deploy your opponent and stuff like that. Added another little step of like strategy. So yeah, um, I'm not a huge fan of alternate unit deploying, but yeah, I'm not either. But but it is what it is. It's like we just yeah. we have to adjust because this is the way that, from what we've seen so far, this is the way that it's going to be. But you know, things could change in the future. Yeah. Um, the other one that's going to be a big uh, change for people that are used to playing ITC format specifically is um, the new terrain rules are an incredible improvement over the 8th edition book terrain rules. Yeah. However, if you were used to playing like ITC style terrain, um, some of them are going to feel like a lateral or perhaps even a, a regression in some ways. Just different. Just different. And again, I'm not trying to be negative at all. I think that the terrain rules are the best part of 9th edition. But I've already been seeing people talk about the obscured keyword is a, a really common one. Yeah. Um, if you were used to playing ITC with the magic boxes, which I always hated that term, but now with obscured, if you're inside the building and you can be seen, you can be shot. Whereas commonly with us uh, in the past, you, if you're inside the building, you couldn't be shot. So that's something you have to get used to as well. Yeah. And again, for a lot of our terrain that are the magic boxes, you actually can't see models anyway. So Some of them, <laughs> it yeah. doesn't really change that. Some of them, but like with the GW yeah, yeah. buildings, 
Oh, the GW buildings, yeah, you, you can be seen from anywhere. Yeah. Those windows are open. Yeah, they're they're very much... You just stand behind the train. Now you can't be seen. Boom. Solved. So if you're standing behind it yeah. and it's obscured, you won't get shot. Yeah. But you just got to get used to it because with the way it was prior, you could go up to the inside to the very edge of the building and then come out. Yeah. So you're just going to have to change your tactics. Yep. Um, it's not... It's just different. Yeah. Right? All right. Uh, Wolf Priest Carl says, are there any good communities in San Diego? He lives in San Diego. He knows there's a ton of great communities in San Diego. Uh, Ciao, Bowsy. But I'm glad Warmer has a new sheriff in town. Hyped for ninth. Hey, glad you're hyped. Yeah, everybody's going over the raiding party rules. Yeah, you get extra CP for taking the raiding party. Yeah. really nice. Uh, (laughs) Phil Kelly rubbed my belly, which is a great name. (laughs) It says, Reese, that facial hair is criminal. Thank you. It is. I take that as a compliment. Yeah. Call me Jesse James, baby. It's like a it's like a prison mustache. Yeah, I didn't wear a tank top today, guys. So I apologize. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. Speaking of flying, losing the ability to shoot post-movement, thoughts on the state of the Heldrake? Well, it's not a flyer still, um, but it has the fly keyword. It's good. Anything that can shoot and is good in melee and can do both is much better. Yeah, you were seeing the Heldrake more of like an assault vehicle anyway. So fly up, charge something, try to lock it in combat or make it to where it can't shoot on the next turn. So Yeah. Um, so And now like you can shoot your flamer in combat um, and fight. So is the Heldrake going to be an all-star unit? I don't know. But it'll be good at grabbing objectives and, yeah. and fighting and, and doing all that kind of stuff. We'll see. I mean, I, know, I will say this. Dreadnoughts are great in ninth edition. Yeah. They're really good. Uh, Ty winning. So this, uh, <laughs> this is my way of admitting I hate Tau. No, I actually don't hate Tau. I sometimes don't enjoy playing them. Like when I'm playing with a melee army against Tau, uh, it's not fun. And I don't think any person, I think every single person with a melee army in the history of 40k would agree with me. Yeah. Unless you can simultaneously ignore Overwatch and charge out of um, reserves, and then you don't maybe don't care as much. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think I think Tau are great. They're a cool army. Uh, Neon Cat says, is Lehman Russ or her or their Lehman Russ uh, squadron is back with a vengeance? Yeah, Russes are really good. Uh, really good. I like the aircraft going to strategic reserves now rather than be destroyed if they fly off the board. Yeah, I really like the change to flyers as well. Yeah, yeah. I think flyers are very reasonable. Yep. Uh, Heinrich HT, we already answered that, um, that question if you just want to go back and watch the beginning of the stream. Or go to the LVO page and look it up. Yeah, just go look at the refund policy on the OVL page. We have it all there in black and white. Uh, Phil Kelly says, Jim Vessel brought up a pretty good point about the balance of strength with Custodes and Green Knights. The fact that they had less CP. Oh, yeah, this is a really good point. Yeah. Uh, to work with, with stratagems, blah, blah, blah. So basically, elite armies now can get uh, way more CP than they used to, uh, which makes them a lot more appealing. Like, I think, yeah. if I remember correctly, you can actually get full CP with a patrol detachment. I can't remember. But I think uh, if you have a warlord in a patrol, you you yeah you get the refunded. yeah you get the refund. So for an army like Custodes, they they uh, patrol detachment is a viable way to play them, um, or a battalion. Whereas before they had eight, now they have twelve, and then you get one per turn. So that's way better for those kind of armies, like yeah. Deathwing or something like that. And Custodes have some of the best stratagems in the game, so it'll definitely make them stronger. Yeah. Uh, Valerie says, get good Reese. No one will cry for space where he's dying from explosions. There you go. Feel my pain, bro. Come on. Uh, two recent games where I had my one vehicle exploded straight up, lost me the game both times. Yeah, that, 
That's why that's why I personally don't like it. Yeah. It is exciting though for your opponent to watch <laughs> your guys blow up. Like, no, he's like, yeah, roll for that unit too. You're like, no, yeah. no, I don't want to. I know, with the auto explode stratagems too. Yeah. Um without explode, how do you maintain the cinema in the game? Fair. Uh, yeah, and that there is it go. is very cinematic. You make uh pew pew noises when you shoot your units. Yeah. That's how you do it. All right. Zacharithal question about cover. Suspended of cover can only be granted to infantry swarm beast. Um, well, there's more to it than that, right? Like it's different those, keywords and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So um, go read the the the. I think it's covered in the in the rules that they. Um, Terrain's got to be in there. Yeah. So you're talking about specific keywords, right? And you want to look at like just the general, um, kind of the general rules. Uh, Axis of HP in the two games we played, I spent a lot of time uh, talking about terrain, so get ready for that. It's going to take some getting used to. Yeah. Yeah. But then when we have kind of like a standardized pack for um, how terrain rules work, uh, just in general terms, you'll get used to it. Because, like, you know, ruins will always have the same keywords, usually. Yeah. Uh, Russer Turner says it looks like pure nice will be very hard to play with the new rules. They're pretty hard to play now. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's going to get any easier for them. I think a lot of it's going to come down to points. You have to wait and see their points. But the fact that you're probably not going to be taking like the loyal 32, you'll get more CP, which is nice. Yeah. But then like the loyal 32 added a lot for like holding objectives and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's going to be the challenge, but you're going to have to wait and see. Yep. What do you think? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. They, they they just play really different than they used to, so. All right, Aether, do you think the same amount of terrain you use on your top 100 tables will stay the same for the new format, or are you expecting change up the layout in terms of types of terrain and amount? Now we're going to use the same. Yeah, it, it's the same work still works, so. Yeah. All right, we'll answer a couple more, and then we'll get back to the notes. Uh, Zircon Spartan. And it, I guess to that point, though, um, if you take the same amount of terrain you have and condense it down, you're going to get better terrain coverage than you did before, which I think yeah, is... because the table's smaller, so right. it's the about terrain goes farther. Smaller, yeah. so. uh, let me see. What was that question? Zircon Spartan asks, can you guys comment on the new Primaris captain and lieutenant, whether the one plus save... Yeah, you guys are going to have to wait. Uh, we can't answer that question yet. It's in regard to how does the Storm Shield yep. work. It is kind of confusing the way it's worded right now. Um, and I wish we, yeah. I wish we could answer the question, but we can't. Yeah. So unfortunately the example they used is really confusing. Confusing. So. Yeah. So I, you're going to have to wait for a, a probable FAQ on that one. I'm, I'm sorry. We can't answer it. Yeah. Um, any idea when the Forge World indexes will be released? No, <laughs> sorry. I wish I could answer that too, but I, no, I don't know. Um, mall security three says, is <laughs> are things still on track for SoCal open? We don't know. We uh, hope I so. mean, yes for now. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. I mean, we hope so. San Diego yeah. got sh halfway shut down again. Kind of, yeah. So, I don't know. It's still like three and a half months or four months away. So Yeah. We're hoping to know hopefully by next month. So. Yeah. And we'll make the call on it as soon as possible so that people can alter make their plans, travel yeah. plans. Yeah. Hopefully. Because the thing is, so. we can easily abide by social distancing rules yeah. at the SoCal Open because the hall we're in is gargantuan. It is ridiculously big we can have every because already the tables at socal are 10 feet away in all directions 
Yeah. With a new hall, we could literally have everyone be like 15 feet away from the next person. It feels so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Echo and like the attendance is, is strong, but it's not going to be as good as it was last year for obvious reasons. Well, I guess if it really gets to green light, we'll probably get a surge of tickets. But yeah. um, we're, we're just going to have to wait and see. We don't yeah. know what the, the guidelines are going to be yet. And it's, it's frustrating, but what are you going to do? Stepping 90 says, I think obstacles, debris, and barricades are going to be a lot better now. Well, yeah, they're actually going to yeah, do something. They actually now. do something. So, yeah, I agree with you on that on the new terrain rules. This is going to be way better. Yeah. Uh, phase data. This is an interesting question. So, with everyone using the same mission rules, which country will lead the meta and why is it the U.S.? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> well, you got to remember uh, the U.K. scene is uh, 90 days ahead of us here yeah. in America, according to them. And then we came and won all their events. And all the East them. Coast believes they're ahead of the West Coast. So, so it depends on what part of the U.S. you're talking about. Indeed. I think that with the time zones, that means Australia is actually in the lead because it's tomorrow there. Boom. There you go. So they're, they're ahead, in the future. They're ahead of even the Pommies. <laughs> Wait, no. Australians are Pommies. Yeah. And the, and the Brits are Limeys. <laughs> and we're Yanks. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, ba 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 Novastar says, Loyal 32 is not the Loyal 2 Armager's Loyal. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably more accurate to what it will be. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys. That was a lot of really good questions. Uh, <laughs> there's a Yo Mama joke in there, which we'll <laughs> refrain from reading. Uh, some great stuff. I hope everyone's excited for 9th edition 40K. Yeah. And, of course, that pre-order will go up on Saturday, this coming Saturday. Make sure to get yours in as soon as possible. Um, GW. Supplies are limited currently. So. Yeah. We're not sure what to expect. GW had said that um, they were going to try and give us as many as we had pre-ordered. Yeah. So we might run out. I'm not sure. Um, probably we'll run out. So anyway, yeah. long story short, you don't want to wait. Just get your order in on Saturday morning. Uh, we do have a discounted price and there's free shipping within the continental United States. Yep. And uh, it is a two-week pre-order, so you do have to wait two weeks before we can actually ship it. But um, grab them early. Otherwise... There's Don't a good wait. chance they'll, they'll run out. It is an amazing box. Set it really too, is. So. And it's, I think it's pretty reasonably priced. Yeah. I don't actually. even really have either of those armies, but I'm definitely going to build them. <laughs> These models are so cool. I have, I mean, obviously. I have a Space Green army, but it's the old Marine, so I'm like, man. Yeah, and your that army is beautiful. Yeah, it's just now everything's primary. <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> well, and uh, I yeah. have a Space Green army, obviously, but yeah. I played them so much in 8th. Um, Mostly just to prove that they weren't bad when they were not what they are now. Yeah. This edition, I was, I don't know what I want to play, honestly. Like, I was playing my nids, but I don't really feel like painting a bunch of stuff. I'm being lazy. So, I think I'm going to play my guard because they work really well in ninth. And I have my armies painted. I don't have to really do a lot, you know? Yeah. So, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I'm thinking um, Necrons. Those models are so cool. Yeah, Necrons are going to be sold on cool. the new models. <laughs> yeah, or maybe if Drukari gets new models, that would be amazing. Come on. Yeah, and you know, I mean, the new models have been so good. You know, when they do get to, when they do get their turn, and they're going to be astounding. Oh, yeah, I really do hope because they their last model set came out in fifth, right? Yeah, it was like the end of fifth. Yeah, that's when Drukari got their new models. So. Yeah, and I think yeah, I, I think, think they might have gotten like the Void Raven maybe in like seventh, but. Can't remember. And like the Talos and Rax, I think got redone, but 
You know, it would be cool Anyways. too because now every faction is getting like it's. It would appear that every faction is getting like a big, like cool model. Oh yeah. Like the Necrons just got uh, the Silent King and the the Void Dragon. Yeah. So for Jukari, you would think they would get like I'm totally speculating and guessing. I'm not another player. That's you could get like a coming. Tantalus or something like a plastic one. That'd be, oh, that'd be sweet, sick. dude. Yeah. Their but, boats go bigger. That'd yeah. be sick. I don't know. What the wings? It's all wish list. Yeah. We'll see. What the wings? I think I'm going to play my guard, and then once some of the codexes start coming out, I might change that up. Yeah. But, uh, all right. So if you like the ITC, you like what it's about, you think it's been good for your hobby, consider supporting it financially. You can do so through the Patreon. The link is on the show notes, uh, or you can click on any of the banners over at Frontline Gaming. And uh, you can do so for as little as $1 a month. All the money goes back into the ITC to pay for servers, trophies, uh, cover some of the labor involved because there's a lot. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. And uh, I think hopefully we can start really diving into coverage again because there are events happening here and there, just not a ton. Yep. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see on that. But in the meantime, if you want to help get us through the Keep dark times, <laughs> we'd really appreciate yeah. it. Uh, and check out these recently completed commissions from the FLG Paint Studio. You can check it out, flgpaintstudio.com. We have a unit of rubric terminators and uh, also an exorcist. So awesome. And they look really good. The Exorcist metal model is so incredible. Stupid. Thing is I'm cool. just going to say it. It looks so nah, good. I think it looks amazing, dude. It's a technically great yeah. model, but the overall design is just... I think it's great. She's playing an organ that shoots missiles from the top of a tank that yeah. has fire shooting out of it. I, I didn't hear a single negative in what you were saying there. <laughs> With angel, that sounds like rock and roll, dude. Angel cyborg babies yeah. flying around. It sounds like rock and roll. Definitely sounds like the guy from uh, Furiosa. Doof. Yeah. His name's Doof. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what that model is. <laughs> uh, GW, we're on to you. We're no, we know where all your models come from. And then JTW Geek says a new Vex model would be awesome. That has to be happening. I hope they just like make him super big though. He's like as big as like a Wraith Knight. It's like a Vect like mobile suit. I would like it. I wouldn't even care, dude. He's so big. A new Vect would be, ridiculous, that would be an obvious one, right? Like yeah. a Vect on a big barge. Gosh, that would be so cool. That'd be super. With some. Uh, some babes. Yeah. I don't think in this day and age you might that not would be fly, able dude. to. Yeah. You might not be able to. It's all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, now Boy it, would, it, would, not, it yeah. would not work so well, I yeah. don't think. Uh, their whole like, yeah, yeah, you're right. But I mean, for Nids, like my, my three favorite armies in the game, right? Like if I could only play three of my 15 armies or whatever stupid thing I have. Yeah. Uh, it would be Nids, Orcs, and Guard. Those are my favorite. Unfortunately, for, your Nids scheme is like the hardest thing so in the world hard to paint. paint. Why did I do that to I myself? Like, yeah. I, I have not, I've literally not painted, fully painted a new Nid model since 5th edition. Yeah, I know. And I remember when you did it, you were like, this sucks. I, and I was like, so all my armies are like black. <laughs> I'm like, this is easy to paint. Yeah. Look at it. It's great. A lot of washes. I have to like pay some of the studio artists to help me. Yeah. Do it because it's, it's such like 10 layers a pain, pain in the yeah. butt. It looks really good if I do say so myself. But yeah. like, if I if I was gonna get a big model for the nids, if and again I'm just wish listing, it would be the give us the Norn Queen. Oh, that'd be amazing. It'd be so good. Ah, uh, and it'd be this this big awesome model. Yeah. Uh, plastic. Um, plastic like Hierophant would be super cool too, but that's like getting really big. Yeah. Um, and for orcs, we just got Gaz, and he's a big beast, and we already Dude, have a Gorkonaut. Gaz is sick. Yeah. And the Gorkonaut and Morkonaut are awesome, and they're really good in ninth. Like, yeah. So, yeah. We'll see. 
We'll see. I guess we already have a Bane Blade for Guard, but you could do another one. Oh, another Bane Blade variant. Just change out the guns. Have Forge Roll do it. I, one of my, switch out the gun. One of my favorite jokes is like on DACA in the old days, someone was talking about possible names. <laughs> like we have the Bane Blade and the Shadow Sword and the Bane Hammer and then the Hammer Hammer and the, sword, the sword. Blade yeah. Blade. Ooh. I was dying. Yeah. Oh. All right. It's like me naming mats. It's like yeah, you, very... Uh, you're not very good at it. No. I'm just going to be real. It's not very creative. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to episode 692 of Signals from the Frontline. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to tune into the Frontline Gaming Network where you can listen to other amazing and astounding podcasts such as The Art of War, uh, Pablo's podcast. Chapter Tactics. Which is called Chapter Tactics. And then occasionally 40K Stat Center when they can be bothered to record a show, this Canadian layabouts, right. louts, Ooh. you rap scallions. It's really good when they actually record. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we might be adding uh, another show to the lineup. It might be... Uh, Maybe a show from another part of the world. Oh. We'll have to wait and see. Until next week, happy gaming. Enjoy your weekend. Make sure to get your pre-order in for Indominus on Saturday. Otherwise, you might miss out. And check out all the other stuff we talked about in the show. <laughs> see ya. See ya.